Good morning. Uh, we came all the way from Sacramento to bring you greetings from the finest people in California. <laughs> when you are in the area, please don't hesitate to call us. Our number is with your pastor. And uh, we will show you the finest food and finest places in the whole California. And that is Old Sacramento and the, uh, the Capitol building. Schwarzenegger is no longer there. Uh, why don't we pray first? <clears throat> Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you are doing in this place. We sense, O oh Lord God, the moving of the Spirit. We praise you for who you are. We adore you. We acknowledge your presence here right now. And we would like to just dedicate everything, consecrate everything to you. We want to glorify your name, O oh Lord God. <clears throat> we pray for Pastor Danny and Pastor Insong to continue the movement that they have started here in Los Angeles. And I pray, Father God, that this movement will spill over in, in Sacramento. We pray, O oh Lord God, that you will continue to protect them from the wiles of the enemy, that you will continue, that you will allow them to continue to grow in Christ's likeness. And I pray, Father God, that we, <clears throat> uh, we will have a receptive heart, a teachable spirit, as we study your word. I commit to you myself, I pray for anointing. We, I pray, O oh Lord, that you fill us with your Holy Spirit and help us, O oh Lord, to understand your message clearly and simply in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Why do we do what we do? What is our motivation for doing? <clears throat> what is acceptable service? And what is not acceptable service? And what is the number one thing, the number one skill that we need to develop as a Christian? I grew up in Pampanga the province of your very own Pastor Danny Perez. <laughs> I grew up knowing that I was handsome just because my, father, my mother and my father told me so. And that was 50 pounds ago. <laughs> and because of that, I ran into a lot of problems. Because of the ego, I became proud and self-centered. I ran into a lot of troubles. I spent my teenage years doing a lot of foolishness. <clears throat> I went to college in Manila and pursued a degree in Bachelor of Science and um, Bachelor of Science in Business Administration major in accounting. 
And in the review school, I met my wife. Right after we passed the board exam, we got married. I was not a good student. I didn't expect to pass, actually. My wife was a good student. <clears throat> and I was just copying assignments <laughs> from her. But believe, believe you me, after the board exam, I got better grades than her. <laughs> it was all because of the grace of God. It was not my own doing. I, have not, I did not even deserve to pass. I didn't expect to pass. I didn't know what happened, but I got better grades than her. So it's all because of the grace of God. By the grace of God, I became a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ when I was 33 years old. And that was about 30 years ago. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was rebellious, I was immoral, but God took me, but God took me in, bore all my sins on the cross, cleansed me, healed me, forgave all my sins, past, present, and future, not because of me. Not because I deserve it, but it is freely given to me. It was unmerited. I don't deserve it, but God gave it to me. And that is all because of the grace of God. By the grace of God, He also allowed us to migrate in America and be a missionary in Sacramento. We know Pastor Danny and Pastor Insong and their wives way back in Manila. We visited CCF LA two years ago and we were amazed how God was using Pastor Danny and Pastor Insong. Now we are more amazed because we can see how the Spirit is moving in this place. And we pray that we can also have this kind of movement in Sacramento. During the recent visit of Pastor Danny in our place, he shared to us the trust of CCFLA, a discipleship uh, program, discipleship or doing lives together. When he asked my wife, who is discipling us, we simply replied, nobody is discipling us. He challenged us to a weekly discipleship time via the internet. And we'll do that on a week-to-week -week basis now via Skype. Believe you me, Pastor Danny is teaching me how to lose weight and how to fight all my remaining life's battles. When Pastor Danny and Grace visited us, they presented to us also the challenge 
to set up CCF Sacramento. My wife and I are e hesitant, although we have been reaching out to our community since we came over early 2005. <clears throat> even long time ago, even every time Pastor Peter will visit Sacramento, he will also challenge us. But our answer is always, we cannot. We are not prepared. And CCF is not prepared to help us. And more so to support us. But one thing I admire with CCF pastors is that they do not only exhort. Pastor Danny do not only is not only good in exhortation, but I believe he is good in inspiring people, more so in helping people apply the biblical principles that we are learning. <clears throat> The message of Pastor Danny about the church is the hope of the world inspired us to reconsider. I totally agree with Pastor Danny. I always thought the church, the church is a dying church. And we got to do something, something radical to prevent the eventual demise of the church. I know of a denomination in Sacramento who, who closed, who sold and closed, who closed and sold six churches in the last two years. In Europe right now, churches are converted into museum pieces. Churches are converted into real estate properties. Years ago, I saw an article saying that one church was converted into a McDonald's fast food. Recently, they are converting a lot of cathedrals into condominiums. So, brothers and sisters, the church is dying, and we are losing a generation. The youth, I praise God for this place. The youth is very much present. But I have seen a lot of churches where youth is the youth are missing already. We are losing the youth. If you will see the statistics, the statistics are, are saying that 70% of young people who grew up in the church, 70% will not come back to the church two years after college. It is sad. Maybe 50%, but not 70%. Government may also clamp down organized religion in due time. And that is happening already in some other countries. And I believe it will happen in America. Soon, 
Churches will go underground in small groups and house churches. But the church of God will continue no matter what. Because no one can stop the church of God, not even Hades. Why? Because God is there to protect it. There is a need for radical ways and means to protect the church from dying. And that is discipleship and the, the subject of my message today. Apart from discipleship, we need to understand that we are saved by faith, by grace through faith. It is not of ourselves. It is a gift from God. Not by what we do or what we have done. Why? Because God doesn't want us to boast anything. We are saved purely not because of what we have done, but because of what Jesus has done. Because of the finished work of Christ has done. We call that grace through faith. And brothers and sisters, I would like to submit to you that in the same basic principles that we are saved by grace through faith, we can only sustain our faith. We can only sustain our Christian journey, our Christian living, our deeds, only by the grace of God through our faith. And that is our topic for today. <clears throat> what is your motivation? What do you do? What you do? What is acceptable service and what is not? What is the number one thing that we need to learn if we want to participate in the movement of God? Romans 11.6 And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it's, it is no longer grace, otherwise work is no longer work. What can we learn from this verse? Let's look at the verse. <clears throat> grace is central in God's action. And it, it, and it has nothing to do with deeds prescribed by the law. If it did, grace would not be grace. God's works are important in the life of a believer, and they are the result of a grateful heart overflowing with love and thanksgiving. So God is honored when our hearts is consistent with His will. He is honored when our hearts and our minds flow naturally with his, with his will. And included in that flow is a heart condition called thankfulness. Example, 
What do I mean? Works done out of a thankful heart will receive rewards, but works done with other motives will be burned. Works done apart from faith are nothing. They're just filthy rags. They will, be, they will burn like wood and hay on the judgment seat. So what are the other motives that we have apart from faith? Motives done outside of faith can only be done out of fear, out of guilt, and out of obligation. What do you think of these motives? Motives done out of obligation, out of fear, and out of guilt. Do you think they are acceptable to God? Sad to say, we see these things happening right now in our midst. If you look at the internet, you look at Facebook, this is all happening. Don't get me wrong. I want all of you to send support to our kababayan in the Philippines. So what is kababayan in English? Uh, countrymen, huh? <laughs> kababayan na lang. I encourage all of you to drumbeat support for our kababayans. But don't do it for a show. If one of your intention is to rally those who can help, that is good. That just don't show it all over the internet. Just don't show all the boxes that you are sending on Facebook. Because by doing so, you are already rewarded. What do, why do we do what we do? What is our motivation for doing and what is acceptable service to God <clears throat> the number one thing we need to learn as a Christian the number one skill that we need to learn as a Christian is faith anything done out of faith is unacceptable to God all our deeds done out of faith are nothing they are filthy rags they are non-acceptable. <clears throat> Is guilt, fear, or obligation acceptable motive? What do you think? Deeds done out of obligation, out of fear, are unacceptable. But again, I encourage you, I encourage everyone to support our kababayan. By all means, send as many balikbayan boxes you need to send. But guilt is a terrible motive for giving thanks because God looks at the heart. <clears throat> this thanksgiving, however, don't forget to remember ungrateful people are losers. Ingratitude or gratitude may be the least of the, one of the least virtues, if, if not the least, no? But I am sure ingratitude 
is the worst of all vices. So let's let's go back to the topic. Uh, Luke 17, 5 to 6. And the apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Question. What is important? The size of your faith or the genuineness of your faith? Look at the verse. What is important? Is it the size of your faith or the genuineness of your faith? What can we learn from the, from the verse? And how can we apply it in, our, in the movement that God is doing in our midst right now? It is not the size of our faith that is important, <clears throat> but it is the object of our faith. It is the genuineness of our faith. The amount of faith is not as important as the genuineness of our faith. <clears throat> also, but, but what is faith? Now let's, make, let's review. What is faith? As we all know, in Hebrews it says it is that uh, the things we hope for. It is the substance of the things we hope for. And it is the evidence, evidence of things unseen. But the amount faith is not something we use to put on a show for others. It is complete and humble obedience to God's will or readiness to do whatever He calls you to do. So faith is complete trust and loyalty to God. It is the result of our willingness to do His will. Two weeks ago, uh, a friend of ours his name is Teddy. He passed away at the age of 23, 23. He was a youth pastor in a small church in Sacramento. He died because of a severe attack of asthma. He was confined in the hospital for two weeks. And in those confinement days, it was like a phenomenon. Every day, the hospital was full of young people by the hundreds. They are not only crying, they, are, they were wailing. Why? Because this guy, Teddy, impacted their lives. In the funeral service where Teddy, before Teddy was buried, Thirty persons, or many apart from his relatives, accepted the Lord. Eleven or thirty of his own relatives, including his parents, 
accepted the Lord Jesus Christ on the day of the funeral service. Who is Teddy? Teddy is a young guy who was left behind in the Philippines. He was in the custody of an uncle who is alcoholic and drug addict. So what do you think happened to Teddy while he was in the Philippines? He was also an alcoholic and drug addict. So the, when the parents brought him back to America, he was invited in, in a garage where Bible study is being held. That was seven years ago. Within that span of seven years, Teddy became a youth pastor. And because of his tenacity, he influenced positively hundreds and hundreds of people, particularly young people. These are the people who not only cried, but wailed in the hospital. They did Jericho march while Teddy was comatose for over a week until the parents decided to donate his body so that his organs will benefit other people. Teddy sacrificed his life for the cause of God. Matthew 21, 28 to 34. As you read the parable, tell me which of the two sons did what the father wanted. And what is the most important skill that we need as a Christian. Parable of the two sons. So which of the two sons did what the father wanted? The chief priests and elders answered at once. They said the first son the son who said I will go but actually didn't go represented the people of Israel it, this is in Jesus time they said they wanted to do God's will but they constantly disobeyed. They discovered grace, but they did not actually experience it. They rejected Jesus as their Messiah. They were a pony, just going through the motion of Christianity or through the motion of their religion. They don't understand the salvation by grace. Brothers and sisters, there are four kinds of people in the church right now. 
Those who think they are saved, but they are not. And those we think they are saved, but they are not. Who are those they think they are saved, but they are not? They are like the Israelites. They are trying to win. They are trying to earn their own salvation. They, trying, they are trying to do it by good works. Brothers, we all know that you cannot do it that way. We can never attain or achieve the standard of God, and that is holiness. We cannot do it on our own. So these people are those who said, Lord, 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 I have done this, I have done that. I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons. But what did Jesus say? Depart from me, you evildoers. I do not know you. These are the people who think they are saved, but they are not. And what is the second one? They, we think they are saved, but they are not. These are the people who start very well, but they don't finish well. Why? Because they have another spirit. They have the spirit of Antichrist. What is the third one? The third one is those who are saved, but they are not acting like it. They are people like me. Who still commit mistake. But praise the Lord. Praise God. Although I, we commit mistakes, we step back. We admit our mistakes. We confess. And we accept the consequences of our mistakes. What is the fourth one? The fourth one are those who are saved, but they are acting like it. These are the people like Pastor Danny and Pastor Inzong. Why is it dangerous to pretend to obey? It is dangerous to pretend to obey when your heart is far from God <clears throat> because God knows our true intentions. We can never earn our salvation. Salvation is only by the grace of God. It is not based on what we do. It is not performance base. It is based on the finished work of Christ at Calvary. Because I tell you, I struggle with the law. If I will be judged based on my performance, I am done. I'm a garner. I will not pass the test. Why? Because I'm still doing some mistakes. I don't endorse these mistakes to you. I'm not proud of them. But I tell you, if God will judge me based on my performance, I will not pass. I will not pass. But I praise God by His grace, by His mercy, through faith. I am forgiven. My sins are forgiven past, present, and future. Romans 14.23 
I promise you this will be short. No? <laughs> Romans 14.23 This verse really convicted me as I keep on postponing my commitment to the movement of God. Because I always say, I cannot. Look at the verse. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Why is that everything we do outside of faith is wrong? The verse tells us that a man who, does, who decides for himself what to eat is condemned because he is not living by his faith. Any action not consistent with faith is sin. If the way you live is, an, is not consistent with what you believe, then it is wrong. So brothers and sisters, everything we do outside of faith is sin. Does it mean to say that we sin not only because of the immoral things and the rebellious things that we do? So sin does not concern only the immoral things and the rebellious things that we do against God. But they also include the seemingly good things that we do or we may do. The things that we may do or we do for God that are done purely because of our human ability. I, will, I want to repeat that. The sin that we commit are not only because of the immoral things that we do, but they include the things, the seemingly good things that we do that are out of faith. Now we do them based on our own strength, based on our own ability. What is the number one sin of David? If I may ask you, what is the number one, what is the, uh, the, the grievous, the most serious sin that David has done? A lot of people will say adultery and murder. No? But I submit that David committed the worst mistake. It is not adultery, it is not murder. It is pride. There was a time, no? there was a time, he sent 70,000, uh, a lot of uh, warriors in order to win a battle. But he did not consider the aid of God, the strength of God. He just considered his own mighty warriors. And because of that, David was punished. 70,000 people died because of that incident. So to me, the worst sin of David is pride. Doing it on his own strength. The Bible says all works done out of faith are unacceptable. So we will wrap up with this. Hebrews 
What then is absolute requirement for serving God? But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. But he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. What then is the absolute requirement for serving God? Faith, it is faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the absolute requirement for serving God. God never uses someone who is so good or because he earned or deserved that privilege. So what is the point? This is the point. No one is good enough to qualify to be used by God. So what is the only acceptable way of serving? Faith which doesn't depend on human merit. So brothers and sisters, we are saved by faith, by the grace of God through our faith. And we will only be able to sustain this salvation, this Christian life, also by the grace of God and by through our faith. No? What do I want you to do right now? <clears throat> I want you to use the same method as you are saved. Walk your Christian life by faith. Walk by faith moment by moment. By grace through faith. So we are to walk moment by moment by grace. We need to walk moment by moment in the power of the Holy Spirit. It cannot be stated more clearly. We must continue to live by the exact biblical principles by which we are saved. By grace through faith. Let's pray. Father, we again thank you for who you are and for what you are doing in this place. We acknowledge, O oh Lord, that uh, we acknowledge your anointing upon your servant and we just pray that you will continue the movement and again, it is our prayer that this movement will spill over in Sacramento. We are imperfect, Lord. We are inadequate. But we know that it is not our ability, but it is our availability that you need. We just continue to commit ourselves to you. Help us to consecrate our lives to you moment by moment on a daily basis. For we are weak, O oh Lord. Without you, we cannot we cannot do anything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You know, he he shared with us a very basic oh, thing about Christian life. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I hope that that very same faith the very basis upon which we will be grateful, you will understand, 
if we ask you to be thankful in everything as a way of life, why will you do it? You will do it because of faith. People do not give thanks because they doubt God, right? You know, and I would like you to, to use that, this message about faith as very basic. For us to develop a grateful heart, we need a lot of faith. Again, how can you give thanks in everything? In the good times, it's easy. In the bad times, it's hard. In between, it can be neutral. But the command for all of us is to give thanks in everything. In everything, except, of course, sin. Please, don't thank God when you're sinning, okay? Lord, I thank you because I sinned. And you know, this sin is good, but I thank you just the same, okay? Don't do that. The only exception, okay, when you give, when you're not supposed to give thanks is when you sin. But in all circumstances, we're supposed to give thanks. And what my brother has talked about is the basis for giving, having a grateful heart. It's faith. The reason why you don't give thanks is because you doubt God, that God will not deliver. God will not do his part, yes? That God will not honor you, yes? That God will not make things better for you, yes? You doubt it. Not only do you doubt it, you begin to think that it's within your power to be able to make things happen. And when they happen, you no longer think that God has a role at all in that thing. So you know what? And I agree with my brother. If we are to develop a grateful heart, not only for this Thanksgiving week, by the way, but for the rest of our lives, faith in God who is able to deliver the promise that all things will work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And if you don't believe that, if you will always have a difficulty in developing a grateful heart. Because faith, faith manifests gratefulness. Faith manifests joy. Faith manifests dependence on someone. You know, I had the privilege of sharing with the Rosemead group what was in my heart regarding Thanksgiving. And, you know, uh, it's pretty much related to what my brother Rudy is saying, that faith, faith proves that you're a Christian. It's not when you go to church, not when you go to Bible study, not when you read your Bible per se or you carry a Bible with you. No. What determines your Christianity is what comes out of you. What comes out of you. If you are a joyful person, if you're a grateful person, if you're a prayerful person, it comes out of you naturally. That's what I shared with the guys last Friday. And, and I said, if they come out of you naturally, that will make you certain that you are a Christian. And you know why you're doing that? Because you believe in your heart by faith that is, there is a God who makes it happen. So be grateful this week. Be grateful this week. Say thank you to the partner who's next to you. Lord, thank you for my partner. Okay, say that, okay? I'm, uh, the young people, you're exempted, okay? And, you know, like Pastor Bong said, you know, 
the reason you, you, you are with someone who is not an accident, okay? <laughs> Pastor Bong says he may look like he had an accident, okay? But, you know, you, you are supposed to be grateful. So, you know, I'd like to end, um, I'd like to wish you uh, a blessed Thanksgiving ahead. And, you know, this, this morning we will celebrate Thanksgiving. There's going to be a lot of food, okay? The food is in Skid Row, though not here, okay? Uh, why are you laughing? Okay, there's going to be a lot of food here, and we would like to recognize the people who have been sacrificially giving of themselves to make this, this movement a blessing.